Andy. Mm-hmm. What's Andrew. up, man? Nothing. <laughs> you don't. You, you sound like. Uh, are you? There's are you... A, wait. There, there's a fucking spider on my wall. Wait. <laughs> That's not good. Wait. Everyone, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait. Wait. I don't want to anger the spider. Wait. Shush. It's coming for me. Watch out, Andy. Wait. 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 Absolute fucking silence spider. for ten seconds. Don't mess with Andy. He's my friend, Spider. Shh, I'm fat I'm sorry. Andy, pay no attention to the spider on your wall. Oh God, it's not a. Are you okay? I know it's, I know okay? it's 12:45, but have you been drinking already? Call the... <laughs> I killed it. Call Very the police. Nice. Oh, that was funny. Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you've consumed it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. Welcome to Scene and Nerd. Uh, we're back with another episode for you. I'm your host, Pacing Pete. As long, uh, alongside always with me is uh, Mr. Casey Franco. Hey there. Hey, and that's also Pete. That's Pete over there. That is me, <laughs> uh, Mr. I'm Salzy. Hey, yeah, I'm not Pete, but that's cool. <laughs> and back with us again, uh, Miss Lauren Galloway from Assembly of Geeks. What's up, Lauren? Hey guys. Um, we have a lot to talk about. A lot of TV to talk about today. There was a lot of stuff going on. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get to that, before we get to that, hold on, wait, 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 Matt. Uh, yes, I have a question about your name that I've always wanted to ask you, and I just oh. never got around to it. So oh, oh God! What so is like, because your name it's like I am Salzy, right? Like I yes. am Sal. Have you ever considered it like I was Salzy, or like I will become? <laughs> like what about? No, I, I like I the am. artist formerly known as oh, Salzy. Yes. <laughs> the artist formerly known. It's as a Salzy. it's a symbol that I'll create. It's the twelve monkey symbol. But uh-huh. then in parentheses, <laughs> it's formerly known as Salzy. <laughs> no, I, uh, uh. it's a nickname that stuck with me since middle school. And, you know, I still use it to this day. So it makes sense that it's in the present. I was just, yeah, I was just curious. I mean, I assumed you were a time traveler, but I mean, that's okay. Or, You're still cool. No, I'm not as I slowly take off my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Allen <laughs> and put on a banana suit <laughs> that isn't the reverse flash suit. Uh, no, it's peanut butter jelly time. It is. Well, that's how the show's going to start off today. It sure is, apparently. <laughs> Pete, Pete, you have a good habit of like, that's a good way to start the show off. That's a good intro. That's right. good. That's good. Um, well, Matt told me there's no redactions today, right, Matt? No redactions. Sorry. Seriously? The only redaction I might have is from last week when I said there was a redaction of a redaction. Now I am redacting the redaction of the redaction because it was just fan fiction. So never mind. <laughs> nice, nice. So, uh, yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to get into the movies this week. Uh, just a couple of them. Um, there is Furious. <laughs> what the heck was that? Yes. What the heck was that? It was a snake. It was a snake. <laughs> Are we good? Okay. Uh <laughs> Furious 7, that's the uh, movie out this week. Uh, that's a sitting at 82% on the tomato meter. Um, Can I add something? That okay. is better than what Interstellar got. Really? Yeah, Dang. Interstellar was 
at 82, I believe. No, but I just said Furious 7 is at 82. Oh. Discredit. Well, this, Discredit. <laughs> <laughs> Silence is deafening. It's definitely deafening. You better leave that in the show, too. Um, all right, so that's at 80% on the tomato meter. Um, you know, Paul Walker's last Fast and Furious movie, I'm sure a lot of people will be going checking it out. Um, 82% of the tomato meter, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, um, I love the Fast and Furious series. Um, did I say that right? Fast and Furious series. Mm-hmm. And it, the one thing that's always str- struck me about the movie is they aren't necessarily big on like story and and you know uh, plot and everything. It's just kind of so to me. It's always been like just a big action movie with good guys versus bad guys or anti or anti heroes type thing. Um, so, but I w- but with that said, I'm I'm excited to go see uh, Furious Seven. You guys plan to check it out, Lauren? You looking to see it at all? I'm so excited. If I wasn't busy last night, I would have gone to the early show. It's funny, like, you know, I can be a girly girl when I want to be, but I love movies about cars. I'm not going to lie. I really got into the series for Fast Five. Um, I thought the whole, just, I thought it was really compelling storytelling with, I can't remember all the characters' names because I haven't seen the movies in a while. But just, like, the fact that they were a crew and now they're a family and how they're always trying to protect each other and how they broke Vin Diesel out of prison. And I think in Fast 6, Paul Walker went back to the States to get information, even though he could have lost everything because he was a wanted man. I really enjoy the storytelling, and especially because of what happened to Paul Walker. I think this is going to be a really emotional way to say goodbye to him on film. So I'll definitely be seeing it. Uh, Casey. Yeah, I don't have a heart. So like I get, I get like, like they, they want people to come and see the movie because Paul, it's like Paul Walker's last performance, but I, I just don't like, I just don't like the fast movies. I guess they started off as like car movies, which even still is only interests me a little bit. Now they're like taking cars out of airplanes and like (laughs) dropping tanks out of the air with parachutes. No way. That's the A-team. That's A-team. That's A-team. That's the best part, man. That that, that was a pretty awesome scene. I love that. I just don't. I just won't see it. I I was just going to say like that's the best part about the new like trilogy of movies or the new four because like the, the first three was like you know, they're almost like parodying themselves because it's like it was so ridiculous back then. Yeah, souped up cars, blah, blah, blah. And then now it's like, oh, yeah, souped up cars. Okay, now how do we take that even further? Because we're just that movie franchise that's so ridiculous. All right, let's just drop them out of planes and have Ludacris <laughs> say something hilarious. You know, <laughs> like, like yeah. let's just go for it. And uh, my only, like, I'm excited. I already have my tickets. I'm going to watch it in a few hours. But I'm. I'm scared of two things. One, uh, rowdy teenagers coming out of high school because it's mm-hmm. Friday, uh, watching that movie. Uh, so I will probably try to get my tickets refunded because now I think about it, I probably don't want to go see it with those kids in there because I'm an old man. And two, um, I'm just worried about that, you know, how they like how to rewrite it to have them throughout the movie. Like, and they have like his Paul Walker's like brother doing the body double and stuff. Like, I'm worried that they went a little overboard on that, and all, and since we all kind of know that, like, we can see the parts where it's like, we'll be distracted, like, oh, that's not really Paul Walker, or that's CG yeah. Paul Walker. So, 
like that was my problem with Tron Legacy was like, oh, it's a CG Jeff Bridges. Now Did I'm looking play? at a CG Jeff Bridges instead of a character, you know? Hmm. That makes sense? That makes uh, total sense. Yeah. Uh oh. What'd you want to say, Case? I don't like the movie. I'm not going to go see it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. But I'm just saying. Tell us how you really feel, Casey. <laughs> Sorry, I felt like I had, to, I had to say something there. That's okay. Where's the mute Casey button? Uh, I got it. No, this is the turn up Casey button. There you go. Did you just scratch your microphone? Is that what it was? No. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, Fast, so fast and Furious. Furious 7's out. Um, the other movie out is It Follows. That's at a 95% on the tomato meter. Oh, is that that social media one? No, that's... No, um, un- that's unfollowed or unfriended. Uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Um, so uh, this is another horror movie. Uh, but yeah, it looks like it's got some strong ra- uh, ratings at 95%. So It looks way scarier. I might go see it, even though I'm a little baby. I'm, I would be surprised if you saw that, Matt. <laughs> a little baby. I'm a little, just a little bit. Are you are you a fan of the, I peed a little. <laughs> Lauren, are you a fan of the horror films? No, it is the one genre I will not watch. Oh man, guess I'll watch that's, it by myself. <laughs> that's cool. Um, the dark. Yeah, Hello. I have to watch those by myself too. So it's okay, Matt. I'll go with you. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, so now we're getting off topic. Let's get back Sorry. on topic. <laughs> Um, okay, so really quickly, new Blu-rays out. Interstellar, we've already yeah. talked about that one. We love it. Hey, I heard that that did just as well as that other movie. It's not important. It's not important. Move on. Shut up, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> the Imitation Game and Wild. <laughs> Those are the Blu-rays out right now. Uh, Was or- Wild the one um, that like what's her name? Uh, Reese Witherspoon was in or something like that, and she got like a Golden Globe nominee or something. Uh. Yes, 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 that's good. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's kind of an important movie to watch, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Imitation Game, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, Not important. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Have just, you guys seen that movie? I haven't, but I want to. Did you see it? Oh, it's heartbreaking. Oh, pretty deep. I want to watch it. It's incredible. It will totally tear you up emotionally. Oh, boy. Bring the tissues. It's Have really good. It's really good because it's the story that needs to be told because this man that Benedict is portraying, Alan Turing, he invented the computer, mm. but nobody could know about it because it was part of the secret files that like Britain sealed for 50 years. So he pretty much won World War II and invented the computer and couldn't get recognition for it. And then because he was gay, he was castrated and it's just crazy crazy wait, story. Wait, wait. you mean he, he was ostracized or he was castrated he was castrated Ooh, okay all right in england it was illegal to be gay wow. and apparently he's one of like a hundred thousand men over the, the course of whatever this law was enacted to undergo chemical castration so like wow. the world owes him the biggest debt ever and he had to go through this incredible suffering because of it. It's a gnarly story. You guys have to see it, but you know, bring tissue because you'll get really mad at the end of it. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Where do you get it's emotional? An enigma. It's an enigma. Um, all right, so that's that's what's out on, on a uh, that's what's out on Blu-ray. <coughs> I am just all over the place. Try to get right there, feed. <laughs> <laughs> get some water. 
stupid allergies. Um, okay, those are what's out on Blu-ray and um, at the movie, so go check them out. Uh, so next up is Casey's Rundown. No, it's not. Pete is lying to you. Yeah, it is. I'm lying to you. All right, <laughs> first up, it's Casey's April Entertainment. Fools. Casey's, uh, oh, man, Matt with the jokes. Here it is. Casey's Entertainment. Entertainment, whatever. Here we go. Um, Ryan Reynolds, I don't know if you sh- saw uh, the Deadpool rating release video on April Fool's Day, but he was doing an interview on the entertainment channel and some some popular guy whose name I don't care to learn uh, was interviewing Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool <laughs> in the background and like murders this interviewer just as Ryan Reynolds says that it's, <laughs> it's going to be a PG-13 movie. Uh, and they, uh, they announced that it's going to be rated R. So Deadpool will be officially rated R. Woohoo! As it should be. And yes. It's the only way that they can pull off a Deadpool movie. The only way they're able to do it justice. Because how, yeah. how would they get dick jokes in there otherwise? Yeah. Because uh, that is all that Deadpool comes down to. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, uh, Underwood from House of Cards, if Underwood told dick jokes. <laughs> That's true. And broke the fourth wall. And what well, he does. More he does. like more often in like <laughs> a, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Good to you. Doesn't it doesn't matter. All right. Uh, next up, I don't know if you guys know who Trevor Noah is, but he has been announced to secede uh or succeed John Stewart as the Daily Show host. Oh, furiously Googling his name right now. <laughs> he is a South African comic, uh, comic, I believe. I don't know if he's from South Africa, but he is from Africa. And uh, he's very funny. He has uh, some stand-ups. There's been a lot of controversy lately in the news, actually. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Probably not, since it wasn't the first thing. About some jokes that he made on his Twitter a long time ago, kind of like before he was famous, that some people have deemed to be... Uh, slightly racist or something like that but i mean it's been largely overlooked and it kind of brings up a funny thing like guys uh maybe you can weigh in on this do you think that people get too offended too easily these days yes i think so yeah i agree i agree i think because uh since everything is like put on blast on the internet and it's all archived and everything (laughs) it's also easier to like directly attack someone's um like uh directly attack someone or attach like things that we kind of shrug off on a daily basis uh it's easy to attach people to that like years later you know and call them out on it yeah and not and not like uh and not think like oh maybe that person probably shouldn't have said that and he probably hates that he said that in the first place (laughs) but now he has to make a whole public apology about it but um, yeah so i don't really know what's going to be his situation now moving forward but i think so yeah yeah it's a good point i mean in like 10 years no one's going to be able to run for president because you know everyone gets everyone gets heated on social media that's very true that's very true where you um okay okay. no no no, no, go ahead i don't know red canadian standoff (laughs) let's just keep going back and forth like this Matt, no, that's no, racist. You go. Uh, okay, you go. go. No, you go. Right, okay. I'm never going to run for president now. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys saw on Facebook recently, but uh, many artists have changed their profile pictures to a to a turquoise background. 
to represent Jay-Z's new uh, high-fidelity music streaming service called Tidal. And uh, it's a premium premium service that a lot of artists are behind. It's going to cost like $20 a month, where Spotify for students is only like 4 And uh, the buying point is that this music is going to be ultra high quality or something like that. It's going to be completely lossless. And uh, a lot of people think it's not going to work. Uh, ultra high quality? Yeah. What? It's, well, it's going to be lossless, lossless music sharing. Which I, I mean, that's like, pretty cool. Which is cool, I guess, but like that's going to eat away. Number one, it's going to eat away at people's data plans. You can't just yeah. stream waves all day long and not expect your data rates to go up. Hmm. I think a lot of people think it's going to fail because not everybody has unlimited data plans. Like how you said, it'll definitely affect it. Um, but coming from a person who like listens to high-end headphones all day at work, uh, I think that's a really awesome service. <laughs> it's yeah. just a thing a little ahead of its time, though. I think so, too. I think not a, not a lot of people really know the difference between lossless and lossy file formats. Like, I've, yeah. I've played Wave. It's funny enough, I've played Wave formats for, like, my nephews before, and they've told me that they sound weird, and then I'll play an MP3 of the same song, and they're like, oh, that's that's better, that's better. They're, like, adjusted to the little crackling. yeah. Which is probably uh, maybe our younger listeners really enjoy this new Skype podcasting that we've been doing because it has that little <laughs> bit of crackle to it. <laughs> and we tend to talk over each other, so it's like really loud and muddled. So that's what they're kind of going for. Yeah. Now, if there was only some Skrillex wubwubs, then Skrillex. it was perfect. Oh, sorry. Is it Skrillex or Skrillex? It's, Skr it's pronounced Skrillex, yes. Is it really? Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. I must be yeah. a young man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, moving on. definitely moving on. Uh, okay. <laughs> the next Star Wars uh, Force Awakens trailer is going to be playing, I think, in front of Avengers Age of Ultron. So in the Avengers Age of Ultron movie, we will see a new Star Wars trailer. So even more reason to go watch Avengers 2. Even additional reasons to yeah. go see uh, Yeah, what Pete said. All right, so Harrison Ford was released from the hospital. He's a cool guy. He's still got an earring. He's still cooler than us. Uh, I don't think we really have to talk about that too much. Uh, House of Cards was renewed for a fourth season. Surprising absolutely no one because Netflix is in charge of all the renewals. And why wouldn't you renew your own show? Yeah. Uh, let's see. New Girl was renewed for a fifth season. I'm super happy about that. I don't know if you guys care, but I'm giddy. Um, do you... Um what do you think? Actually, uh, Lauren, do you watch New Girl? No, I don't. Okay, it's 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 actually a really funny show. I I started watching it when it first came on. Oh, you know, I'm a big Zoe Deschanel fan, so I like yeah. love her. I think she's awesome. Um, but what do you think, Casey? I know you watch the show a lot. What oh, do you yeah. think of them adding John Cho? Um, I don't know. I I think we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. Are you sad I, that Coach is leaving? Uh, a little bit, but I mean, like, he wasn't there all the time anyway. He wasn't there for, what, the second second season or something like that? The, he second left after the first episode to do Happy Endings. That's what and it And then was, he right. came back, and like, sparingly during the second season, and then he came on as a, as a full-time regular uh, the third season. I feel like his character is just kind of, like, auxiliary at this point. He's just one more story arc that, like, takes you through. He hasn't really had his own little, like, quirky adventures. That's more of, like, Wilson's department. Mm hmm So, like, Coach is just there to be like, yeah, dope. When, like, he's not – like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. That's uh, Coach's character in a nutshell. 
Gotcha. Okay, cool. All right, and then lastly on uh, on the entertainment whatever, uh, David Duchovny uh, was quoted as saying that he and Gillian Anderson will, quote, uh, act better on the new X-Files. <laughs> oh, that's So they're cool. actually, they're going to try this time around. They're going to try. Is, well, it's, they're going to give it a, the old college try. I knew something was missing when, the fir- when I watched the X-Files for the first time, so I'm glad to know that that void's going to be filled. And uh, and with that, uh, we are done with the entertainment whatever. <laughs> Nicely done, Casey. Nicely done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so now on to comic book movie news. Uh, a few things this week, a lot of big things actually. So first off, um, we finally have confirmation that the Batman uh, vs. Superman trailer is finally going to be seen. And it's going to happen in front of... Um, I have it right in front of me. I can't. Mad Max Fury Road. So, oh, yeah. So that's coming up in um, May fifteenth. So, hey, my birthday. Oh, there you go, Matt. Oh, happy, birthday. Birthday. happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Um, so yeah, that'll be coming out. Everyone's gonna see it. Um, and you know, if you can't make it out to see Mad Max, you know it's gonna be in the. It's gonna hit the internet like as soon as that happens. So, be on the lookout for that. Um. The other big piece of uh, DC TV news is that we got a couple of big casting additions. And for that, we're uh, bringing in Mr. Andy B. from the Flash podcast to join in this discussion. Um, Andy, Whoa, and, Andy, where'd you come from? They see me crash and they love me. <laughs> What's happening, guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. It's um, like that one trailer from, uh, from Unfriended. <laughs> like if you log off, you die. And he just slowly creeps into the Skype feed. <laughs> <laughs> Turns off all of her lights, even though it's daytime. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So let's just kick things off. So, like I said, there were two uh, casting uh, this past week. First, there was uh, Ciara. Am I saying the same? Ciara Renee. She has been cast to play Hawk Girl. Yeah. And Hawk then Hawk 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 Girl. Ah. <laughs> uh. Same difference. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and okay. then um, Deadline reported that Arthur Darville, the young British actor who was uh, on Doctor Who, uh, was cast as – why am I losing it? That's a weird thing to be cast as. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, he is going to be set to play a chime-traveling lumberjack-type rip hunter in the Flash Arrow series. So um, – <laughs> What, what's There's a time traveling lumberjack. Of course there is. <laughs> I didn't know that what? was a thing. How do you just drop that so casually, Pete? Explain yourself. Hey, you know what? That came from Collider, so blame okay. blame Collider. Um, all right, let's kick things off. Uh, Lauren, what do you think of the ca- the additions to this? Or this is becoming a huge show now. What do you think? I'm so excited for this show. I have no idea what it's going to be about. As of yet, we don't even have a title for this show. We just know that we're going to see the rogues and we're going to see the Adam and Katie Lotz in some kind of role. But as the big Doctor Who fan that I am, I completely lost it when I read the casting news that Arthur Darville was going to be playing Rip Hunter. I love Arthur Darville in Doctor Who. I love him in Broadchurch. Um, he's an incredible actor. He's a musician. He's a singer. He was on the Broadway production of Once. So I think he's going to be a great addition. And I, I love seeing kind of younger British actors 
make the the crossover to American television because it's hard to do. They're up against American actors, and yeah. I just think it's really cool that Arthur Darville was able to get cast in in a show that hopefully does really well. Uh, Andy, what are your thoughts? You know what's so funny about this is that well, to just start with the hot girl cast thing. I was skyping with Laura when this happened. We were about to get something very, very like big for our Skype call. And then I see something on Twitter, and I'm like, "All right, casting news, hot girl, Adam Black." <laughs> and it's like because I was like, "Wait, this like this came out of nowhere." So and like she, uh, I remember. And then she brought up like you know we had talked about a couple of weeks ago on, on Flash Podcast about what heroes we would love to see on TV, especially female heroes, and hot girl was one of them. So. I, don't know, I think Laura knew in advance, and that's why she brought up Harkle on the podcast. Uh, wink, wink. But uh, no, but it was fu- like funny how it came out, and I was very happy about that in particular. But then, <laughs> barely two hours later, the, the, the internet decides to be broken because we get the Arthur Darville. And I, you know, I it, it's surprising that it took this long to get one of the major Doctor Who stars to be, you know, one of the major, you know, a major player in one of these shows. Uh, so it was nice that they casted him as uh, Rapunzel, which I don't know anything about him. I just know that he has some connection to Booster Gold, and in a way, it's kind of like a big. It feels like a big F you in a way because it's like, uh, oh, you want to boost the gold as a time product? Well, you can have his son instead. <laughs> nice, uh, Casey. Uh, what? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> What's up? Hey. Weather, weather is up. <laughs> how, how do you what? do it? <laughs> what do I think of the, what do yes. I think of the spinoff? Uh, yes. I, I agree with Lauren. I think it's good that they're bringing over these, uh, these young uh, British actors uh, because their accents are sexy. And I think that that will, uh, that will help in, uh, in the writing nice. department. Yeah. <laughs> it's my opinion. I don't, I, there's not enough that's come out about it for me to have like a solid opinion yet. When we get a title, then I'll start making assumptions. But okay. I will not assume too early. Okay, all right. I have very strict standards for my assumptions. All right, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, Matt, do you have any thoughts on the, the casting? Uh, I saw this over Twitter, and uh, I was like, what the hell is a Rip Hunter? So <laughs> I wikied him, and it's news to me that he's a lumberjack, Pete, because I had to re-wiki him. I'm like, wait a second, did I miss something? He looks like a lumberjack, but there's nothing in his bio about that he wasn't ever a lumberjack. Wait. But he does look like one, though. This man literally chopped trees. Is that no, what you said? I, I thought you. I thought Pete said he was a lumberjack. What did he say? No. Okay. Okay. This is exactly what the article said. Explain. This is why you explain can't yourself, Pete. Drop bombs like this. This is why we re- don't have redactions because we need answers now. <laughs> it says the young British actor who many may know from his recent work on Doctor Who is set to portray time traveling lumberjack type Rip Hunter. A lumberjack. Wait, what, 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 okay. what website? What website are you reading this from? That was Collider. That's Collider. So is it like he can like go back in time to like when there was still a complete Amazon rainforest, and then like chop it all down again, and then like travel <laughs> back, like, chop it all down again, and then travel back? I think Collider was going for. He looks like a lumberjack because he kind of does <laughs> if you see his picture. Um, the full beard, and uh, that makes me excited to see uh, Rory uh, in a full beard <laughs> from <laughs> from Doctor Who because he was awesome. Uh, I, I'm excited for the news. I like Hot Girl a lot. Uh, I'm probably going to call her Hot Girl because now Casey <laughs> put that in my head, yep. Yep. and I think I did already. But uh, I'm very excited. I just I want to know what the hell like they're making this spinoff show because it's just been in reference as a spinoff show. Yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah. I, what do you, I mean, it's like, you know, Casey said, we were 
got very little information except casting. Um, Andy, where do you think, I mean, do you have any theories as to what do you think this could be about and how, how these heroes all even come together? Can you say it one more time? You were breaking up a little bit. Oh, um, with, you know, we don't have a lot of information except for the casting to go off of. Do you have any theories as to um, how these heroes even come together in the show? Uh, you know, we, this has been one of the things that has been discussed most about this project because it. I'm still going to hold to my a statement that I did a few weeks ago that I still feel that this is something that came out of nowhere and it feels a little bit too ambitious uh, and, not, and I'm not saying in a bad way I'm you know I'm always up for more superhero TV shows and comic book properties and whatnot but this felt like okay this this feels like something we've always wanted to see but it's, it's an odd combination of characters and whatnot because it feels like they're trying to get us a Justice League show but because the movies are already doing Justice League and so on you know one of our things said oh we you know, there's no way we can possibly put uh, you know big characters on television aside from Flash and some other characters. So, um, you know, I I I I'm not really sure. There's been a lot of talks about could this be taking it's on a different different Earth or you know an alternate universe and uh, somewhere out in uh, the uh, the galaxy out there. Amy just squeezed because she loves everything that has to do with multiverses and uh, <laughs> alternate universes and whatnot. But I I hope it's not on a different um on a different planet or different you know timeline one because I would love to see Hawkgirl and you know Rip Hunter and some of these other characters that are going to bring in in the main you know Flero universe and so on so that you know if the spin up you know let's just say in worst case scenario if it doesn't go if it doesn't go well if it gets canceled after one season which I you know I doubt it will but like if let's say it doesn't work out as they had they had planned then we can see some of these characters and uh, on Arrow or the Flash or even Supergirl and whatnot so so I, I'm not really sure what how it's still fascinating how this went from being a spin-off show about the Atom into let's just throw in a bunch of DC characters. <laughs> that it's just like I'm not sure. I I know you know we, get, we do know that it's a team-up show and there, it's it's going to be something different from Aaron the Flash. Show, but still, I'm I hope it's not an you know a multiverse show. I kind of want it to be in our universe and so on, and that way you know we can just have them cross over easily without having to open up time hole or whatever you know to suck them into the other universe and whatnot that's a good point that's a very good point um yeah i mean with everything going on in flash and arrow i'm wondering how those characters like like adam um and and maybe this is just to jump a little bit ahead but uh did everyone see the the huge trailer they released uh kind of flash style um from arrow this past week oh jesus the Christ, rest yeah. the rest of the season stuff <laughs> yeah. That. I needed recovery after watching that trip. Let's, let's talk about that real quick because I think, you know, I, I know this isn't until the Arrow talk, but um, I can kind of see how Ray would get, would, would be on uh, away from Arrow now because of Felicity and, and Oliver and that whole, whole thing going down. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think, I don't know about you guys, I was like, what? Like when, when the whole uh, Oliver and Felicity thing popped up in the last episode it was kind of like what like what are i thought we were done but i guess not but um lauren what did you what do you think of um ray coming over from arrow and because of things like what's going on uh, with you know felicity and oliver could that could could that be something that pushes him away i think it definitely could be something that pushes him away because so far the things that he has said to felicity have all been i'm all in 
I want you completely. I want you by my side. I want to work with you. I want to be with you. He seems like an all or nothing kind of guy. And so if Felicity chooses Oliver and kind of leaves Ray heartbroken, it's possible that he could move on. Um, it's interesting when you watch the scenes with Brandon Routh, especially as he's working on his suit, because he has his own score and his own theme song. And that's what they did with Barry back in season two. You could hear like the flash theme whenever Barry was on screen in the arrow. So you could almost tell that they were going to give Brandon Routh a spinoff show because they were already giving him his own theme song giving him his own tone because arrow has its own tone. The flash mm -hmm. has its own tone mm -hmm. and it's interesting that they're going to give the Adam a show and it's very possible that it could become a justice league or a justice society type show. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe it won't be based in any one city in particular. Maybe there'll be a traveling team. I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting how they're going to set it up. I mean, maybe, Ray will stay in Starling City and fight crime there because Oliver can't anymore because his name has been burned. You know, maybe Arrow will switch to Nanda Parbat. I mean, it seems like the writers are going to take some really crazy risks as we head into season four. And it's hard to say where everything is going to land after that finale. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Um, Casey or Matt, what, did you guys want to add anything, anything to that? Uh, uh, go for it. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I just for, wait. Are, we're mostly talking about like the end of the episode, right? Or wait. Well, wait. well, it's more of like how implications of what we saw in the trailer could lead. Okay. A guy like Ray away from, you know, where obviously he's gonna be get to. You know. Yeah, I I guess I didn't really realize that Ray kind of like all of his scenes with Brandon Roth, uh, like. In the show, like I guess it really hits me now. Like I'm thinking about it, it's completely different than uh, the, than the show, uh, than Arrow, because um, he's like funny and like mm -hmm. really light. And then you know he's like, yeah, there's nothing complicated about it. I want to save the city. That's it. Uh, so it's completely opposite of the Arrow because everything's complicated. So um, so it's interesting. Uh, I did. I guess I need to go back and and see all the little breadcrumb trail, you know, to give him his own show. But I would really like to see. Um, uh, Ray and and company have his own crew, kind of like go around the country and and help out. And it would be fun, you know, have him popping back into Star a Star City and popping into um, you know maybe even Coast City or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Um, but uh, in terms of like what's going to happen for the rest of the season, I think like Ray's is going to be consistently just pushed out of. Um, uh, Felicity's life. Felicity's gonna have to make that choice that her mom said, and it seems like she already made the choice in her head, and she just doesn't want to believe it. So, um, Ray's gonna go off in the sunset, super sad, head, head hanging down, Charlie Brown Christmas music playing. But you know, he's gonna pick himself back up, jump in his suit, and fly away. So, um, I think it's gonna be a good launching pad, huh? Launching pad because he flies <laughs> for uh, for the spinoff show. Um, if they're going to use the end of this season as like a launching pad, but I mean, you know, the the spinoff show doesn't even have a title yet, so I don't even know yeah. how, uh, like how soon they would be able to mm -hmm. release all this information and how fast they'd be able to start filming the next uh, show for him. But uh, I'm excited. I like the Adam character. I hope we don't. It's not the last of them. If, if they do write him off the show at the end of the season. Okay. Yeah. 
I hope that this this new show doesn't turn into like a just like a rotating chair of B-list superheroes. But I mean, maybe that's that is what it it becomes. Maybe that wouldn't be such a bad thing. I don't know. Uh, week, as long you as you wouldn't really know who's joining the team, you know, instead of like this yeah. week we're fighting the freak of the week, it's just like who's the team up of the week. You know, they'd be kind of fun. That'd be I yeah. Could, be I cool. could see this be something like an anthology series that each season it will be a different team, or you know, the, the half of the team is always cha- changing one way or another. <sighs> that's a good idea. Uh, but I don't know if I want that because it's like, well, what are you, what are you going to do with other, those other characters? Are half of them going to die or half of them going to just, you know, be wandering off and whatnot? So Go off on their solo careers. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Anybody want to add anything else to the uh, Flaro uh, crossover show? Nah, I'll save my hard opinions for our, for our Arrow discussion. <laughs> Proper TV talk. Yes. Um, okay, cool. All right. Um, Andy, thanks for joining us on this uh, short roundtable of uh, Flair- the Flaro crossover show. I'm sure we'll I can, have I you. Guess, I, can, I can stick around for more if you want to. Sure, yeah. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Pete, Pete trying to kick out Andy. No, no. I just like... <laughs> you already crashed. Uh, uh, um, uh, someone who crashes the party just isn't invited off. He leaves mm-hmm. when he wants to. <laughs> oh, real quickly. Um, Lauren, you said you might have to leave early, right? Yeah, I should probably be wrapped up about one thirty. So Okay, so why don't we do the twelve monkey talk with you real quick and then we'll do the okay. other talk with everybody else. So Okay. All right. Uh Matt, are you can you can contribute even if you haven't watched the last episode. Yeah, Cause... I'll jump in. I'm ugh, like so close. I'm like two episodes behind. I'm so close, but I'll 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 jump in when I hear some okay. things I might be able to talk about. I've seen five minutes of the first episode, so uh, I'll have an opinion. Just <laughs> nice. You guys get, you guys it's get so started. crazy though, because we're about to spoil like the entire setup of the entire season. <sighs> That's cool. I just ear I earmuff it. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> Casey will definitely Casey can't no. Can't, cannot. Me, it's it's fine for me because I'm gonna watch it like I guess after fast or after three or seven, but yeah. You uh, you good to hang hang on for a little bit, Andy? Uh, while I can we do mute, I can mute, I I can mute my microphone. I can do other things. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure, like, because I don't want you to get you to get bored or anything. No, I, it's it's fine. Okay, cool. Are we keeping all this in? Like, is this it's, staying in? It right. is now. <laughs> I don't hear your pen we clicking should, away. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Oh, there you go. There it now is. Now it's out. <laughs> okay, ready? <laughs> ready, set, go. All right, so uh, we're going to get into TV talk now. And we're going to get into some some 12 Monkeys talk because that's a show that's coming to an end pretty soon. Uh, we got a season two going, but uh, what a ride it's been so far. Uh, And I feel like every time there's the next episode happens, we get even more questions and we wonder what's going to happen next, uh, especially in this last episode where uh, we're back in 1987, which is where – Leland said he met uh, Cole for the first time. If you remember back in uh, the first episode when they were talking to each other, and he said, I remember you from 1987. Now it all comes full circle. Um, so uh, let's kick things off with Lauren. What did you think of how how that all really just all tied together? And it was like, whoa, it was kind of like mind-blowing uh, stuff. I It was so seamless and so creative. And I think I said this the last time we talked about 12 Monkeys, Mm -hmm. but going into the show, I was not sure what they were going to do with it. It was season one going to be a complete reenactment of the film Mm -hmm. or were they going to take creative license? And they, they have woven together a tapestry of time travel 
that I am completely blown away by. I mean, my favorite stories are time travel stories. I love what they're doing on The Flash. I love movies like Timeline and shows like Outlander. I mean, I I love having to, like, I love when my brain has to really work at a puzzle and a problem. And I think that 12 Monkeys is doing such an incredible job of layering. And, you know, they do time jumps 10, 12, 15 times an episode. And, you know, for an audience, it can be hard to keep up with those jumps. But I think they're doing it well enough so that people can, you know, keep track of where they are in the story. But I, you know, when Leland first said that he met Cole in, what was it, 87? Yeah, yeah. I just thought, okay, so at some point we'll see Cole in Tokyo. But I didn't realize that... Cole wouldn't be alone. Yeah. <laughs> and that Ramsey was going to hitch a ride on the Tesseract Express and go back to 87 with him. Oh my God, that whole twist was mind blowing. I love how they took it from there. Like they didn't just like show that and then go back to 2043 or 2015 or whatever. Like we got to see Ramsey almost every year, like his transformation and uh, in, into eventually joining. Um, I'm not this right, right? He, he's in, in 12 Monkey Army, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that. It's just like I was like not expecting this at all. Um, and and it, I, because I've really come to like Ramsey's character um, because of his relationship with Cole. But this, this episode just completely threw everything out of whack. And then when um, the sh- on IMDb, it says the Striker Woman. The uh, she's the woman that that went to get Ramsey in the prison, and she's kind of like it seems like she's like behind a lot of stuff with the Twelve Monkeys Army. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, yeah, okay. the woman who has been kind of in the shadows the whole season, but now we know who she really is. Well, we don't know who she really is, but yeah. we know who she's working for at least because she keeps alluding to her father. Yeah, but we don't know who that is yet. Yeah, we, she really is. She's, I mean, everything is very still like, what is going on? Like, where where does she come from? What is her story? Um, but I, I, okay, to go back real quick, the scene where he goes to that, um, to the group of women in 2043, where they are kind of hitchy, they're like in this wagon, this, this uh, there's just this group walking around, right? Um, yeah. The daughters. The, the, yeah, the daughters. Thank you. The woman that Cole, that Ramsey talks to. At first, I thought it was. Um, at first, I thought it was. Um, uh, Jennifer. Jennifer. Goins. Jennifer. Goins. It is. It is Jennifer. Okay. Okay. For yeah. some reason, I started to think it was the other woman. It was the striker woman. No, no, it's Jennifer Goins, grown okay. up. Okay. Um, but I love. Okay, so now getting away. <laughs> see, see how like this is making us go back and forth now, and like. The way we have to like talk about the show, it's just so like it's just so crazy and bizarre. Like I find that I find our conversations equally mind blowing because the show is so mind blowing. But I want to talk about real quickly the woman. Um, oh my god, I keep I keep see. This is what the show does to me. I'm dropping my thoughts because I'm thinking about something else. I want to say. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. Sorry. Um, where she's talking about how okay we can't we can't stop Cole. We can't do this because it affects the timeline. Um, so I found it really interesting that everything they do um, is because of Cole still coming back. A- am I getting that right? Like everything they're doing is be- 
It, it has to yes. stay the same. Yeah. Yes, it has to stay the same. So what we have seen in the show up until last week's episode was Cole going back and, and doing everything that he can with Cassandra to stop the plague. So they burned the corpse in that one episode. They were in Chechnya in the other episode. They shot Leland Goins in the first episode. So Cole has been doing everything he can to stop the plague, but he keeps going back to the future, which means it hasn't been fixed. Mm-hmm. So Ramsey remembers all of Cole's jumps. He rem- or. Uh, splinters and he remembers what Cole was doing in all of those timelines. So now Ramsey is, is having to live the slow life, right? Late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. He's finally out of prison and his, his first response or maybe not his first response, but somebody's first response in the army of the 12 monkeys is, well, let's just kill Cole or let's go interfere. And Ramsey is, or the woman is like, no, we can't do that. Otherwise, you will never be here. Yeah. Like, she is she is ensuring that Cole's last jump out of 20, what was it, 2015, mm-hmm. is what leads Ramsey to jump back to 87. And so everything has to play out exactly like it's meant to. Because if it doesn't, then Ramsey will never go back in the first place. And so that woman, she has a really good understanding of how to, like, maintain the timeline Mm -hmm. but now that it's completely caught up to itself we have two episodes where we don't know anything that's going to happen because Ramsey and Cole are now both in the same year Mm -hmm. and 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 Ramsey obviously has a lot more knowledge of what's going on versus what Cole is Cole's knowledge right but neither of them have knowledge about what happens between 2015 and 2017. Oh. And the only person who does is the 2017 version of Cassandra Rayleigh. But we're not in 2017, we're in 2015. (laughs) So right now, nobody knows what's going to happen next. Oh my gosh. (laughs) See, this is why I'm having a hard time putting a concrete sentence together, like like something that makes sense. Like if you're listening right now, you're probably going, what the hell is Pete talking about? Whereas Lauren can just put it together because I'm having a hard time here. Um, but did you, did you notice how the older the the um, the gentleman in the Twelve Monkey Army, the tall guy, he doesn't age? Yeah, he doesn't seem like he ages. So, it, it, well, that just makes me wonder if if there's some sort of time travel thing going on their side that we haven't learned about yet. That's possible. Um, just because. Uh, you know, just that 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 kind of just that just kind of stuck to my um, that just kind of came up in my mind. Um, oh gosh, sorry. I'm Pete. I'm, are you okay? I I'm just okay. Gotta jump in here. I'm gonna take a break from playing Peggle for a second. Pete, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I am. Like it's like it's. I'm serious. Like I'm. I'm having a hard time putting all this like into words because it was so like. This is the kind of thing where it's all over the place, but it's so good at being all over the place that I'm glad we don't know what's going to happen in the next episode. And I mean, the twist with Ramsey and the 12 Monkeys Army just kind of like threw me for a, a huge loop. Um, what did you think of that, Lauren? 
Um, this is really cool. And I can give a shout out to a project that I've been working on. So the Entertainment Weekly community, every week we nominate our favorite television performances. Mm. And this week I nominated Kirk Acevedo for his performance as Ramsey in 12 Monkeys. And he actually made runner up this week. So last night I got to do a write up on why I nominated him. And that article will actually post later today. But I was thinking about it. Ramsey's strength is in his loyalty. He has been Cole's biggest supporter and has been fiercely, if not obsessively loyal to Cole. And it's not that his loyalty has gone away. It's that his loyalty has shifted. Now his loyalty is to his son. So all of the like intensity and fervor that he was putting into protecting Cole in the first 10 episodes, he's now shifted to putting that on his son. And so it's heartbreaking to watch him turn against his best friend, but like his motivations are superseding any attachment he has to Cole. And it's so crazy that he's the witness and that technically he is the one that is going to allow this catastrophe to take place because he is so obsessed with protecting his son mm -hmm. that like it makes sense, but it's heartbreaking to watch. Now with what happened with uh, the woman who got shot, you know, the mother, the, the, um, do you know that I, I, I'm losing um, who the character's name is. Uh, the the mother of his son. I forget her name. I'd have to look it up. Um, if there was, I don't know, this is just me theorizing. But if there wasn't a chance for uh, Ramsey to possibly go back to stop that moment, do you think he would do it? Yes. And I think he should do it. I think what he's really upset about isn't whether or not he should cause the end of the world. He's just really upset that everything went crazy with the woman that he loves. Mm -hmm. So hopefully he can get back to 2043 and then time jump to a couple days before. I mean, that would be ideal. Mm -hmm. Now, um, with, with, with how he is now, um, do you think he would be able to go back? He would be able to splinter back to 2043? Or do you think they would just, you know, they would just say, uh, Jones would say, just leave him there. We don't want him to back here because we don't, he's very volatile. We don't know what he would do to our, he, I mean, they would care less about, Sadly, they, I don't think they would, they would care about him getting back to his son. They would care more about him affecting their mission. Right, but that's the thing. The longer he's in the past, the more damage he can cause. That's a good At point. least in the future, he can only hurt people that are still alive. In the past, he can hurt everybody. That's a good point. But I don't know how they splinter people back if, if he doesn't have markers in him. Uh -huh. Like Cole has markers. Mm -hmm. Kind of like in the Matrix, you know, they can yeah. track people. Uh-huh. Hmm, interesting. I don't think Ramsey has those, so I don't know if they can pull him back. And the whole point of putting the in, of injecting him in the last episode, that was just to not be able to give it to Cole, right? Um, no, he needed that to be able to oh, splinter. Oh, splinter, that's right, splinter, that's right. Because his body wouldn't have been able to handle the travel, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is there anything you want to add on to this this? past episode or anything you're looking forward to with the season finale 
Yeah, I mean, we have two episodes left. There's an episode tonight, and then the finale is next Friday, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited. I I can't wait to see what they're going to do. Obviously, they're not going to resolve the issue because they got greenlit for a season two. Yeah. So it's it's possible that we won't see Cole fix the future for a couple seasons and that's hard because that's the end game you know we want him to succeed Mm -hmm. but i think they've i think they've drawn these characters out to be just very relatable i mean their motivations are really clear and i'm excited to see i mean like because cole he's willing to kill to protect the future Mm -hmm. and so i i don't see cole having a hard time shooting ramsey but I don't think that'll help it. I don't think that'll ha- happen either. So I, I don't know. It seems like the writers are putting in a lot of threads. Like Cassandra's boyfriend obviously is going. I mean, it, how many of you guys saw Kingsman Secret Service? Ooh, oh, yes. I did. Ooh, me. I did. So, like, part <laughs> of Kingsman was like Samuel L. Jackson's version of the future was just to blow everybody up. But if you're like wealthy, you can be protected. And it seems like that's what the senator is working on with Cassandra's boyfriend. Like, hmm. they know the plague is coming, and so they're starting to build bunkers where people can be safe. Hmm. And so it seems like there's, like, three streams of merging. There's the 12 monkeys who hmm. want to end everything. Then there's, like, the government who knows the inevitable is going to happen, and so they're going to start, like trying to protect the upper class and then you have people like Cole and Cassandra who are actually trying to stop the plague. So you have like these three opposing forces which I think are all going to come to a head in the finale and then they're probably going to leave us with a really big cliffhanger. Oh man. That sounds a little like Illuminati. It sounds a little Illuminati. Yeah. yeah. Like like not no no no. You know what? Gonna say, I'm going to go back to playing that. I'm going to go back to playing Peggle. <laughs> Pete, Pete, what do you think the 12 monkeys are after? Like, why are they obsessed with ending the world? Because they haven't really said what their motivation is yet. I'm not sure. That's a very good question. Um, I, Well, this goes for any, like, movie or show where the villain wants to just end the world for absolutely no reason. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's hard, it's, it's hard to explain, especially when you have a group like 12 monkeys who they seem like they're all there, at least, and they just – they know exactly what they want to do. They got a plan with what they want to do, but um, you don't know why. Um, you don't know why they want to destroy the world. Why they? I mean, for all we know, and this is a complete. I'm completely theorizing here. They have some sort of time jump thing on their side too, and this is their way of just like spinning around the circle and just like just this vicious cycle going over and over again to the point where they realize, okay, the world's over. Maybe we should try it again and. Which is why they, they want to keep everything going on the same timeline that what Cole's doing. You know, like Ramsey said, don't do anything that affects the future, like affects uh, Cole coming. Uh, we, don't, we don't want anything to, to be damaged. Um, so I don't know. I mean, they could – it could just be like a sick, twisted game they, they're playing right now. Who, I, it's just uh, – who knows? I mean – and that's what I want to learn more about. Like I think we'll get more answers when we find out – about this striker woman, where she comes from, who, um, who this father she's alluding to, um, how she's connected to all this, because uh, I feel I, I feel like she is very much tied into the center of all this, and we don't know much about her. We've seen her a few times. She's in some very key 
in pivotal moments, but we haven't really learned on enough about her to really get a good idea as to what her and the end game of the 12 monkeys is. So can I drop a crazy theory on you? Okay. Just so that if it happens, I can say I called it. <laughs> I like how Casey's covering it in his ears right now. <laughs> okay. All right. In the very first episode, Cole explains a paradox to Cassandra. And when he puts her watch with her other watch and it creates that explosion. Yes. And she, and she, and she's, he says something like you can't something from the past and the future cannot touch. And like when he gets near himself Mm -hmm. in one of the episodes when there, he's in the future and he's trying to save the bunker from the West seven. Yeah. He gets near himself and he gets really sick to his stomach, right? Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Every time Cole gets near the corpse, patient zero, he gets sick to his stomach. Oh, oh my gosh. What? I did not think about that. I think that body is Cole. What? Because he's immune to the he's disease, a, yeah. so he has oh it in his body. Gosh. And this next episode is called Paradox, and I think that's what they're going to reveal. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God, Lauren. Just <laughs> don't kill it. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it down. We're done here. Lauren has just dropped the mic and then walk. <laughs> I have been chewing on that theory for weeks. Oh Facebook. That means we're done. <laughs> oh, my God. I never thought about that. Right? Because when they're in the lab and he wants to torch it, he gets close to it and he gets all woozy and like it's all like Harry Potter lightning scar, yeah. Right? And nobody knows where that body came from. Well, of oh, course it's gonna come from the future, gosh. which is like the biggest paradox of all, which means like it's like the whole idea that you cause your own future by going back to your past. It's like the Terminator, yeah, um, Skynet little bit of the Terminator that they find and then he builds the arm out of it. I mean Oh my gosh. It's crazy. That's my theory. I hope How it's is it true. not that then? Oh. Yeah, exactly. That, How I is it not that? I can't think of it any other way now because <laughs> that just completely made so much sense. Oh my gosh, Lauren, that was awesome. Because now I'm, that's all I'm going to think about now when I watch <laughs> this week and next Friday. Oh man. I hope that I hope I hope the 12 monkey writers are listening. And either- yeah, Terry and Travis, if if that was like a spoiler, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I just like my mind was blown last night while watching the show. My mind's blown even more now with that. Because I'm it, it it makes total sense now. Well, if that's the case, but oh man. That's gonna give me something to chew on for a while. Woo! Well, that was a good way to end that segment. <laughs> Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, okay. So 12 Monkeys was awesome. Uh, it <laughs> continues to be awesome. And two episodes left. So catch up. If you were not watching the show, you really need to. Because like Lauren said, time travel, uh, great characters. Very. I mean, they're getting flushed out more and more and, and becoming so much more uh, relatable, like like Lauren was saying. So it's it's uh, it's it's awesome to watch. And and. And this show's only going to get better. That's what I love about what we're watching unfold um, every Friday. So, and it's very bingeable. So for anybody <laughs> who's behind, you can easily watch five or six episodes in a row. Yeah, and like the story really holds up well. At like to watch it all at once. 
Yeah, I watched like five episodes last night because I I really couldn't put it down. It was ridiculous, just going back and forth. Yeah, and like you guys spoiled like a little bit, but it's totally fine. Like, ah, just such a good show. I love the show so much. It's so much fun. And like, don't let Pete's like stroke, as Casey (laughs) said, like like mess you up. The show isn't isn't really hard to follow. It's it's like it's hard to put in words like after you watch the show. So I don't want you saying Pete. It's just hard, like, and uh, sh- shout out to Sci-Fi for having, like, uh, um, a timeline you can kind of follow after each episode, like, where he's at in time. So, um, yeah, another companion, like, second screen for, for that on, on the Sci-Fi uh, website. Um, but, yeah, it's such a good show. My goodness. Watch it now. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I apologize for that earlier. I could not put a sentence together to save my life. Pete, let us know if you start smelling burnt toast, okay? <laughs> okay. We'll send someone. I will. I'll just come sprinting over. All right. All right, so let's talk a little Arrow now. And uh, Andy oh. has joined, has stuck around to hang out with us, talk about, about uh, you know, do our TV talk, which is really awesome as always. Always good to have him on the show. Always so, awesome. So there was a, a lot of crazy stuff going on here that led to a very crazy ending. Um First off, let's let's get into the uh, the flashback a little real quick. I just want to talk. I want to spend like a quick second on that. Um, Andy, what did you think of the the flashback and the connection to the island? Woo! Okay, so <laughs> I see. Here's the thing. I don't know really how to feel about it because I I love Selena Jade. I think she's phenomenal, and I love Shadow, and I still think it's a big mistake killing her off and uh, even though it gave us a lot of good storylines in season 2 of Arrow and so on but uh, it depends on what they're going to do next with her like if this was the the first and only time we, w- we would see her then I feel like okay whatever but like it feels it felt like an ultimate tease of well you know we we know you guys love her so much but you so you can have her back as shadows twin sister <laughs> and uh, I but you know what I like the scene when Oliver kind of explained to her what had happened to her father and her twin sister so that she got some closure but I I I was very mixed about I was mixed about that whole plot plot art and I I'm I don't hate it but I'm not sure if I like it either. Okay. Um, uh, Matt, what did you think of it? Um, I was very surprised. I was like, wait, uh, he knows her? And then I was like, oh, yeah, she's super dead. (laughs) So they just made it a twin sister uh, because why not? Um, How that, like, I don't know, like, why it had to be that way, I guess. Like, they could have just have him hide out in any someone else's house so they just wanted to make it significant and somehow tie to the decision in the present day but uh it was a nice surprise seeing her again um i guess it was a little uh like like uh, andy said it was just kind of like a letdown it's like oh she's like back but not really and it's for like one episode but um yeah i like to tie in back to the island I like how they're still talking about it, even with uh, Raish. I'm going to call him Raish now because he even re- refers to himself as Raish Agul. Yeah. He even mentioned, like, uh, the, the island to um, what's his face? That's Daddy, racist. Commissioner Guy. Oh, Captain Lance. Captain Lance, yeah, not Commissioner. Uh, Captain Lance. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah, just pleasantly surprised. 
about about the whole tie-in situation. Okay, case. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't understand anything in that flashback. Uh, I've only seen this season of the Arrow. And oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've not had the uh, not had the motivation to go back and watch the other ones. So uh, that was interesting. There's like a there's like an Asian kid and there's an Asian lady and her twin sister, and uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, I don't fucking get it though. That's all right. <laughs> that's okay. All right. So like I said, I wanted to spend like a quick second on that, but. <laughs> The whole the meat of this thing is the fact that Roz is basically or sorry, Raish has completely yeah, don't, turned <laughs> Pete, don't be a, don't be a racist. Oh sorry, I won't be a racist. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be a racist. Well played. <laughs> they need to make up their fucking minds already. I'm like, I was watching um, last week's episode with my big sister, and th- we were watching on her computer because she bought it on iTunes. And like the point when they when Oliver says Roz, and then Raish says uh, Raish Agul, she stops up and she's like, "Can they fucking make up their mind already?" <laughs> she was, I never. Oh, I like because she. Um, like, look, she. I'm usually the one who, like, you know, presses pause and, and comments on something. And she always tells me, but shut up, I want to watch it. But no, this time, she just went for it and got so angry. I'm like, I guess we just have to live with it because the, the, the guy who created that character is probably dead now. So it was, <laughs> but it was just like, it's getting to a point where I'm like, can you just make up your mind already? Just choose a pronunciation. <laughs> it's not that hard. Re- re- don't be erasist. I like that. Erasist. <laughs> That's that's got to become a thing. Um, yeah. Can I, all right. So about are we jumping into the arrow? We're like jumping. We're, in, we're jumping into chrono- it now. Yeah. Chronologically. All right. First scene of the arrow. The first scene of the arrow. Felicity gets pushed out of the way, and my favorite character gets shot with an arrow. It's <laughs> the very first thing. That, my one reason for watching this episode. Boom. He gets hit. Now he's in the hospital. I think they did it. I think they did it so that they wouldn't have to pay for any more CGI suit scenes. Because it seemed like they were really stretching it when he was he like... Doing, he had to doing a spin-off show where he's going to be in every freaking episode. <laughs> that was, yeah. see, that's the idea, right? So then they can get a whole new budget for more CGI scenes that it's like all devoted to it. They spend all of their money on like ninja choreography for the Arrow and all of his fucking uh, Archer friends. They didn't have anything else for, the, for Adam, unfortunately. Except Force Lightning. <laughs> Force Lightning. Yeah. So, um, Matt, what did you think of uh, them sending Ray to the hospital for pretty much the whole episode? Um, Brandon Routh really rocks a, a hospital gown. Um, Scrub. He, uh, he also he also rocks uh, being super lighthearted. He's like, yeah, I totally have nanotechnology. Ah, ha ha ha! Super. Yeah, super. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I said it, Andy. I made the joke. <laughs> I beat y'all to it. No, uh, I I don't know. I guess it would make sense that he wouldn't, like, help capture or help let uh, or help Oliver escape, you know, the police. So, um, yeah, to make him do something. So why not be on his deathbed? Uh, it also it also helps set up the situation now where it's Felicity has to make a choice between um, – the guy who loves her and it's a safe bet or the one who she really loves. So CW still being CW um, and not letting that love triangle go. And in- and interesting, because we-, we talked about earlier with- when you're we talking about um, the spinoff show possibilities, like how this is the this is the stepping off point for for Ray to, you know, go off in the distance without Felicity. Mm-hmm. But um, I 
I don't know. I, I guess I was a little disappointed we didn't see him in the suit, but that, you know, it sets up even more anticipation for the finales for Flash and Arrow to see Ray in the suit and helping out with the team. So it'll be fun. Now, um, real quickly, Andy, now that he's got the uh, nanotechnology inside his bloodstream, are we going to actually get him get to see him be the Atom? Do you think they'll actually get to that point now, or do you think this is something they'll save for the spinoff? I, I would not be surprised if in, the, if in the season finale of Arrow we actually do see him shrink or something. The thing is, okay, so those nanobites or whatever they were, they were supposed to do what exactly in his body? Just uh, get rid of the blood dissolve clot. Dissolve the blood clot, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so why is everyone thinking that he's going to get powers because of this? Well, I think the th- the I think the question is like now that it's in his bloodstream, does that mean that that's always in his bloodstream now? Like because of what it did inside of him, will it now like stretch out through his entire body, and that's what that's how he becomes the atom? Well, now he can just go to like McDonald's, right, and start like shoveling fries into his mouth. He's just <laughs> I don't give a shit about cholesterol. I got nanobots. It's the best superpower ever, in my my humble opinion. Well, he just I- eats ribs in every scene. Just. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I don't know. It's just to me, it, you know, it, there's it's it. I'm mixed about this because I know a lot of people have been making, you know, the Iron Man jokes about Adam, like, you know, well, you know, geez, you know, you know talk about being, you know, all Iron Man for the DC universe and whatnot. But I've been making those jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, I, I, I may have made Spearheading. I, have, I, I probably made one or two myself, but, you know, I, I like this dude. I like Ray Palmer, but, you know, this. You can tell that they really want a Ted Cord in this mm-hmm. in this position. Like I, I don't know what it is that DC Comics or Warner Bros are planning to do with him because I don't see them using Blue Beetle in the films um, at all. Not at least Ted Cord, whatever. But so I'm wondering like, why can't we have him? You know. So, but I get. I know. I feel like that we need to see more of what that suit can do. You know, before you know, because other than that, you know, there's still. I think everyone is still gonna. You know, make the joke that you know he's Iron Man, whatever. You know, even though everyone loves the suit and they love Tony. I mean, um, Ray Palmer. I was a Tony Stark there. It feels like was this all they wanted to do? You know, like or like why did it end up being like this? Um, mm-hmm. But still, it I, I could see them. You know, having you know this be a setup for him. You know, taking off from the show. Although I don't, I just hope that when he leaves the show, that it's not on bad terms. That he's just like you know. I feel like I can do better. I can do better things for the world outside of Starring City and so on. So it's just like, you broke my heart. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go save the world because you broke my heart. You know. I'm yeah. gonna go stalk always laying outside her window. Oh wait, that already happened. So um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I yeah. I, I want to see what their next, what what their plans are. You know, moving forward because I there needs to be more to, to his suit than just. You know, electrifying Roy and having all of just leave him there. You know, even though he said he would never abandon him. What? Exactly. <laughs> totally left him. It was yeah. so awkward. Like, even though the uh, the producer, you know, he, you know, he confessed, okay, we fucked it up. It was still like, it that was way too stupid. Even for Oliver, just be like, I don't need. I am just gonna walk away like a pimp. <laughs> uh, oh, He's good. He shrugged him off. Um, no, I, I just, there, there's gotta be like, I'm, I'm with you, Andy. There's gotta be a better way for him to exit the show besides, oh, Felicity doesn't love me. I guess I better find love somewhere. And then, you know, it becomes a reality show. 
hi, I'm a millionaire playboy with an iron suit, and I'm looking for love. You know, I I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Um, I just... I, I just I, I like I like him so much that I want his own show, but I, I want it to be I want him to exit this show like e- even better. So we'll have to see what happens. And in terms of like the the nanotechnology in his bloodstream, I hope this isn't like an excuse to give him like regenerative powers. I think it'd be like, oh, the nanobots, they just self-destructed when they were done with their task. So now well, every time I get a up- heal, I have to inject something into my neck. I think that'd be kind of cool. And then well, there's that slowly, upcoming like, episode of Flash. Wait, what? Where- there's that upcoming episode of Flash where he maybe we will find finally see him actually you know transcend transcend it a little bit into the Adam we actually know. Yeah, yeah. I can see that happening definitely. We will see. Um, now, Casey, do you think Captain Lance would arrest his daughter just to get the arrow? Um, I think that he's kind of annoyed at his daughter right now. I think there's definitely <laughs> some inner inner family conflict because like <laughs> did he pull it he didn't pull a gun on her did he in this last episode i feel like he did oh when he, he had did her, he when he had her in the alleyway he's like hey, you and your friends need to stop dicking around she's like god it's just embarrassing me dad daddy sorry <laughs> stop embarrassing me in front of my friends just let us fight crime <laughs> no cannot fight crime i don't know i don't know i i think that he i think he definitely would at the very least to just make a point that's a good. That's just very true. Um, I just feel. I feel like where can the show go? Where can the show go right now? Since everyone knows he's the Arrow, like what's, well, what's the what's the appeal now? How does he doesn't do like a Men in Black thing and make everyone forget? Well, no, but think about the ending though. Let's get to the ending real quick. When they try to not, they don't bust Oliver out, but Roy takes the fall. That he's the Arrow, Matt. What did you think of that? I was I was surprised. Like. When I was like, okay, Roy's going to, like, his brilliant plan, because, you know, he even said earlier, I was relieved that I was going to get caught, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay, so the only way to save Oliver now is for Roy to take the fall. Boom, he takes the fall. I was so surprised. I was like, oh, I thought they were going to save that for the season finale. But the uh, I was I was like, oh, and then Roy reveals himself, and then it seems like in the next episode, you know, he's in the prison jumpsuit and everything. Uh, I I think that... They're, what they're going to do with that is um, Roy's going to stay in jail and he's going to like be super sad and then he breaks out and becomes a villain <laughs> and like he, he goes off to be his own as Red Arrow, not Arsenal. So um, hopefully that's what's happening because I like Red Arrow a lot. Uh, he's a more no-nonsense version <laughs> sure. of the Arrow I, that we I, see now. I feel like they can definitely arrest both of them though. Like I, that's, I feel like they don't have to let Oliver go just because he turned himself in. I feel like they could just still keep Oliver arrested and then interrogate them both. But I get the feeling like they're going to be like, oh, no, Oliver must have been lying. You're free to go, Oliver. No, you see, like, this, if this was Law & Order SVU, they would definitely both be under arrest. But right. we're, we're in a comic book movie, comic book universe, so... No, yeah, even totally. if it was, like, Joe, <laughs> you would like, no, keep both of them. Oh, my, no, we, I, we, need, we need Joe West to fix this up because... Exactly. No, I have to say one thing, though. It's like, I... I hated Quentin Lance season one. Season two, mm-hmm. he became such a more likable character. And now he's back to being a, a, a dickhole again. And <laughs> yeah, I like that, like, though. Yeah, he made it. But I, I don't because, like, look, oh my God, Oliver has already been a dick enough this season. So I'm like, you know, we don't need to. Uh, that's yeah. true. Well, I mean, like, he's. Lance makes really good points. 
You have to admit, yeah. like that one scene where Oliver's like him and Oliver are both in the back of the squad car and he's being like hauled off to prison or whatever. The captain makes really good points. I think that's what is so heartbreaking to Oliver is that you can't really say like he was wrong. Uh, Oliver yeah. did kind of bring a lot of the violence back from the island. Yeah. He brought uh what, what was his line? You you brought a not a heavy heart. That was from the Flash. He brought uh sorrow and pain uh with him from the island and i was like dang that's kind of true man (laughs) and i'm like i'm like yeah okay so i i'm in that mindset right and i'm thinking like okay well maybe now we see some character arc in oliver maybe he becomes (laughs) a little bit more humble maybe he makes up for his mistakes nope his his they're gonna sacrifice him to get him out of jail because he's the mastermind and only he can fix the situation god i hate i hate him <laughs> hey, who do you hate? I don't like Oliver. I don't like him at all. As the main character of the show, he's the least likable character. Right? Well, I I will say this I will say this. Because I you know, I've I made some statements that I you know, I've had a lot of problems with Oliver this season and you know it's big you know I feel like season four needs to be one somewhat of a reboot for the show because okay. I get it. I, you know, I watch a lot of TV shows. Uh, season three is always dark for any TV show. Heck, sitcom somehow managed to get dark <laughs> in their first season. Big Bang season. Theory three, I remember. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Let's, let's not talk about that. The but dark it's just days. they need to. And here's the thing. I'm. I'm gonna say that because I'm not saying that what they're doing right now is horrible with the show. I'm interested in what they're gonna go next. But I will say that these five next episodes, these five remaining episodes could be you know some of the most riskable episodes of the entire series and i feel that look i don't want to have to say we need we need flash to use the flashpoint card so we can fix this you know because there's a there's been a, i've been confused about this season i'm not going to say it, it's been bad i've been confused because it's not what i'm used to so we and here's the thing i need Oliver to be a little more likable and not as arrogant and as like stubborn about all everything yeah. although i like the scene he had the, at the end when he said um when he said to his team like look I, can you just follow me on this one for once mm-hmm. i like that speech even though mm-hmm. usually i'm just like oliver shut up <laughs> <laughs> like usually a lot like when he's telling you know everyone, everyone you do what i'm saying i just like oliver shut up uh but like, for once i was like preach now um to add on to the end of that, they gave us – well, actually, no, I, I take that back. Um, they gave us kind of hints as to what's going to happen when they come back August 15th. There was August? a tr- – Yeah. August, August, August 15th? Oh, my God. Sorry. April. April. <laughs> still talking – still thinking about 12 Monkeys, Pete? I am thinking about 12 Monkeys. Didn't even, so. fa- didn't even face me. I'm like, oh, August. Okay, cool. Clearly, my Red Bull isn't working. <laughs> that would be the worst hiatus ever oh, God. <laughs> in the history of television. <laughs> It's very oh bad God. enough. They play. They, they have an episode every other week instead yeah, of every right. week. No kidding. Okay, so episode. Okay, April fifteenth. So April fifteenth. Now they 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 kind of gave us you know they gave us a little preview as to what's going to happen when they come back, but they released a separate trailer. Uh, like I said earlier, Flash style, where they gave us a rundown of what's supposed to happen mm-hmm. uh, for the rest of the um, the rest of the year. Uh, now, what did you guys think of the trailer? I, I I'm just gonna say what I I'm just gonna say this real quick. I don't like the fact that they're trying to hook up Oliver and Felicity. Um, I felt like I feel like we've been down that road. And it's super forced. Yeah, it's super forced, and maybe it's because they wanted. Maybe this is like, and this is why my whole theory of 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 
Ray Palmer leaving to do his show. This is their reasoning, and maybe it's because it's just easy to do it that way. It's just a weak reasoning. Yeah, it's very... Well said. That wasn't me. That was, that God, that was, that was me. me. <laughs> that was me. He's clapping. I don't have a mix. No, that, I don't have a mix board, so I just had to use my app. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but so, so, uh, so that, yeah. So that was my reasoning, and uh, but that's but that's my reasoning behind what why they're doing that. Uh, also, um, it's going to be really crazy to see. I I'll just say this: the the reaction I had, and we'll talk about the Flash in a little bit. The reaction I had to that trailer for the rest of the year was almost the complete opposite for Arrow. Uh, whereas I was like super excited about Flash, and I can't wait to see what they have to come. And um, yeah, it's the complete opposite. Uh, Andy, what did you think of all that? Whew, this trailer, oh my god. I also, I'm going to bring up one thing. Um, the producer of Arrow did say, full disclosure, there are some shots in today's Arrow preview that won't appear in the final episodes. No, I won't tell you what they are. So... You know, I, oh my god, Elizabeth fans are going to hate me. I would be so fine if that whole sex scene is not part of the, those five, you know, it's not part of the, those five final episodes because I'm sorry, Felicity, you're mad that was, by the way, stabbed by an arrow by, mm-hmm. for saving you, just told you, you that he loves you. So what are you going to do? You're going to have crazy like i don't like how they, they depicted her in that thing and i i said to someone that, that i was talking to yesterday i'm like they bet this better be a dream sequence or like you know that this better be all region of feeling alone and that just imagine that felicity would be there because that felt so out of character of felicity to just be like oh i have i have a man who loves me so i'm just gonna have sex with another man and you know go crazy <laughs> with it. I feel like it just okay. So speaking on the trailer and especially that scene too, the whole Elicity thing coming back, and Elicity fans are gonna hate me also. But like, it's I have been so like, we've said on the show, Felicity's like our favorite character, blah blah. blah. She's like the hacker girl. It's just this season, I've just I felt so out of love with her. I don't like she's become like the weepy assistant. Yeah, and they started, I they started. Pushing <laughs> like, um, Wait, what? Well, what? What? Bless you. what? <laughs> no, I, I really didn't hear what you were trying to cough and say at the same time. That's why I'm asking <laughs> you to repeat it. Was, I, I said Lana Lang. Yes! Oh Lana my Lang. gosh, yes! She's pulling oh, Lana Lang so bad. About that. Oh my god, it's like, okay, like, well, just, first I, things but, first, what? Lana Lang wasn't, I wasn't really liking Lana Lang in the first place, but she's... She's such like a weepy assistant now, and I don't like it. And she's like, I gotta choose between two guys that love me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, Felicity, you're supposed to be like the strong, smart, intelligent character yeah. that all these girls look up to. And now you're just turning into he loves me, he loves me not, you know, and it's so dumb. And um, that's why I'm she's thinking just, like there's gotta be a example. better way. Exactly. And it's like it's like like, like how you said, Andy, so out of character. So hopefully it well, is a dream this. sequence. Oh, yeah, I'm just gonna say this though to anyone who's listening, because look, we we're not trying to say that that you know, okay. Instead of saying hate that we're hating this, I will say this: I'm not the biggest Elicity fan. I think that they have great, great chemistry as friends, yes, as partners, and so. And I've never wanted to get together because I know that if they get together and they they break up, then we have to live un- with another element of angst and just like oh, I'm awkward to be down here in the air, okay. So I just, but to me, I. And I, here's, the thing, here's the thing, Felicity is, she's been such a phenomenal character for the show, And but the thing is, every time 
and I'm going to be completely honest, I feel that this season, at the beginning, they, they shoved Felicity down our throat with Elicity. Yeah. And I feel that, for, for the love of God, we can use... We, you know what? I can, I can say this. I don't want her with any of these men. I want her with Laurel. <laughs> I love those two together. They, like, they're good friends. And I, I'm not saying that just, you know, just because two women are strong, they have to be together you know, like that. No, but I'm like, you know what? Just don't get a girlfriend. Don't get a boyfriend at all. Just be best friends with Laurel. And like, don't, don't, don't be trapped by Oliver or Ray. Because I feel that they, you know, they may be hands, but I don't think they're boyfriend material. Interesting. It's 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 it's, it's, it's overwhelming that they have to because because I do feel and look I love those producers I know they do great work and I know they 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 just don't they don't just give in easily to what fans want and so but I do feel that maybe you know maybe they thought that this would be balanced enough but this you know clearly you know the fans are just getting what they want and I feel that you know and like and those you know. I will say this: some Elicity fans are great to interact with, but some Elicity fans are a bit nasty when you, when you don't agree with them. So I just feel that, like what one of you guys said, she's not setting up as a good example of herself after everything we saw in this episode when she she went against the doctor's order and saved her boyfriend a- anyway. And I thought that was confusing. <laughs> that was really cool. That was really good. Yeah, uh, Casey, did you want anything? Uh... Yeah, it's a lot of unnecessary awkwardness. I think that Arrow is Arrow's in a bad spot right now, and I hoping I'm hoping that they can recover. Because the the whole story arc that they have now of um, what damn it, uh, uh, Rachel Ghoul and and uh, League of Assassins, uh, they're like you know forcing Oliver to take up the mantle. I think that's a really that idea is so cool. It's just like I'm for some reason just not engaged. In the episode, I got really excited about the story arc that that's been going on, but I just feel like I'm not engaged in every single episode in the best ways. Yeah. Also, uh, what the fuck happened to the Suicide Squad? Yeah, the guy just blew up, and they're like not gonna even. They're not even gonna talk about it. They're no. just done. They're just done with it. Diggle's no. like, well, you know, that's what happens. Oh, that dude just totally got blew up. Well, erase that from my memory. Deadshot was totally expendable. Yeah. Um, well. Well, I, there's been Nature some. The beast. There's been some rumors that may, that it may have been because of the, um, the Suicide Squad movie and so on. Because Mark Guggenheim responded to someone on Tumblr uh, that uh, for the time being, Deadshot is um, is he's you know he's not ex- gone. Uh, yeah, he's not available for Arrow, which is it's like, and it's I don't like bad. that at all. It's really too bad because um, we were talking about this um, last week, but. Um, I really liked his character, um, but oh, I love it. Deadshot. Deadshot is so funny, and like, look, I never thought I would say, "Oh my god, I want to fuck around with Deadshot, a ca- character who's a fucking assassin." But no, the 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 episode he came back in after he was killed off, you know, with um, in season three, season one, I was like, "Damn, the hottest assassin on TV!" Like, you know, <laughs> you know, you, you know, Hawkeye, you can go suck an egg. There's yeah. other reasons why Hawkeye goes suck an egg, but still. If I could just oh. take one sentence, if I could just take one sentence out of context, there, it's uh, I never thought I would say I want to fuck around with Deadshot. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh boy! <laughs> On that note, <laughs> the Flash. Ah, uh, hey. let's get to uh, let's get to the Flash because that was a pretty uh, amazing episode this week. We had Mr. Mark Hamill back as the Trickster. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I was, uh, see. I uh, I got I got some flack last week because I I've never seen Batman the animated series and oh, what? Man. 
And yeah, oh, oh. Um, did, did, did your mother and father hate television as a kid <laughs> as we were growing up? <laughs> no, I just, I just on, never watched it. But I will say, when I did hear Mark Hamill talk, see, I played the Batman Arkham series games, and he was the voice of the Joker in those games. So whenever I heard him talk, I just heard Joker. Yeah. But he's just like, oh, Mark Hamill was so good. He could have been any of those characters, and it would have been equally as creepy and, and cool. Um, but uh, let's kick things off with uh, – I know Andy really wants to talk about this. So, Andy, what did you think about Mark Hamill's return to uh, Central City? I I was very happy with his return. I am – you know, I, I've seen the original Flash show, and it's – you know. It that show is timeless. I so I would I recommend anyone to watch you know that show with just with John with his ship in it and you know Mark Hamill as a trickster on that show because it is so funny. But seeing him now in this version where he actually gets to, you know, like they get to expand him a little bit more and so on. And it was a blast to watch. Like every creepy scene, every scene when you would see him, it was awesome. I enjoyed it. It's it was it was one of the greatest of um you know events of te- television this year and I, I didn't kill him off because you know I know he's going to be busy with the Star Wars Star Wars films and you know other things but you know I think that you could have him guest star you know for at least you know one or two episodes per every season and whatnot and have him around and I you know what I love so much that with this return was that this just shows you again that the showrunners of Flash they really loved the original series and they are paying so yeah. much respect to it. like Th- yep. That mayor that we saw, um, Bubble or whatever his last name was, he w- he was a uh, he was one of the recurring cobs in the Flash, Flash TV show. Oh wow! And now, yeah, so and they went with the same name when he was on this show, but they made him a mayor of the city. And I, that make you know, that's why I love these children so much. They are not just you know, professional businessmen. They're also creative talents, and they are also fans of the material. So. It was fun seeing Mark Hamill on this show in a ride with all the cast members. I love the new trickster as well. Like that, that that dude literally jumped out of the pages of the comic book. Like with the costume, the performance, and everything. It was actually was a lot of fun. And you know whether they bring them back together or they bring them back separately, I'm fine with either way. I I just think that they they really made a good introduction of the tricksters into the Flash universe. Uh, Casey, what do you think? I think that this was fan service the episode. They had a Breaking Bad <laughs> reference. They had a Breaking Bad reference. Uh, they had a Star Wars reference. And also Mark Hamill was literally the Joker. Everything that he did was it was the Joker with a different name. I don't, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that he, he is number one when it comes to, when it comes to villain voices. Like He's yeah. the man. I'm, I'm very happy they went with that. And uh, you could also tell that he's been waiting. He's been waiting a while to do that Darth Vader voice. Or that Darth Vader scene. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, yeah. He had a little twinkle behind his eyes. He was very happy there. And also, he he made a fifth season of Breaking Bad reference, which uh, which made Who me. Who gets kind of Cable big. in jail anyway? Just because you, he was killing a couple of dudes, like I, I got Cable because I so I would stop I would stop killing the guards. Hey, it's like it's, no, you don't reward that. <laughs> it's it's better than what the Flash does with his villains. They're in like solitary confinement with no bed, no toilet. <laughs> I always wonder, like, do they even bring the dudes who are stored in the in the <laughs> Hydron Collider, like, food or anything like that? I feel like they're going to go back at the end of the season and the rogue gallery is just going to be a bunch of, like, shit-covered skeletons in small rooms. <laughs> they're just going to be like, damn even, it. It's just, like, Army of Darkness skeleton <laughs> in the back, just sitting <laughs> you for- with a paper that says, or scrawled on the wall, you forgot about us. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you didn't oh. water your plants. 
<laughs> oh. uh, Matt, what did you want to add on to uh, Mark Hamill's appearance? Uh, Mark Hamill was awesome. Casey hit the nail on that. I was going to say, it just you can, and Annie too. Like you guys totally hit it. Like everything, every point I was going to say. These showrunners are just fans of television in general. Not only do they make a fantastic show, they know how to make a fantastic show. They recognize shows that are really great. <laughs> the the Breaking Bad reference totally just like threw me off, and I'm like. A, only the Flash would be able to pull that off, kind of that that kind of joke, and um, I had to pause the episode because I got a, I had on on demand. I had to pause it after he said, uh, "I am your father." And I just I couldn't stop laughing. I did a lap around my house, like <laughs> like what like key and What does that look like? Style, key and peel style, just running down the street, just <laughs> laughing my ass off. It was so funny. <laughs> I had to go outside and take a lap. Like I was like, "Did that just happen?" That just happened, and um, uh, it, it's it's funny that uh, Mark Hamill did the the trickster because yeah, like he's totally it's totally the the Joker in the Flash series, but um, it's just the little things like how the trickster uh, Mark Hamill's version it's like obsessed with his legacy. Um, that's something that's not found really in in most like Joker iterations. Joker's is there to cause chaos. Uh, he just wants to watch the world burn, quote unquote. But the trickster's like, no, I, I've I want to leave a legacy. I I'm crazy, but I also want to have the world to remember me, and and all that stuff. So uh, it it was it was funny like hearing him be the trickster and Joker at the same time. I was just wanted to make a comment on the uh, the on his son. I guess that's revealed. Hmm. Uh, I wrote in my notes. It's funny that they call him a copycat. Because he's both copying the trickster and Heath Ledger. So that was pretty <laughs> much my idea on his performance. He was just going yeah. full on Dark Knight reference. And yeah, uh, I, I, got that I don't vibe. know if that was good or bad if they directed him to do that or if he just pulled that out. But um yeah, I I just I gotta say it was just so much fun watching him like act on the show. No, it really was. It really was. And Mark Hamill was so good. And I really do hope they bring him back for like, you know, like as a reoccurring villain. Um, I think he'd be fun to watch uh, Barry battle because, I mean, just that moment when Barry thinks he has him and then he straps a bomb to him. And he's like, have you ever seen Speed? You know, and then, know. Yeah, and then, Speed that's, reference. And he, that's the thing. He didn't just say, have you seen Speed? There's a bomb on you like a bus. No, he's like, have you seen Speed with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock? He, he just totally got into it and was like dropping all these references and was like, hold on. I'm a human IMDb. I'm going to tell you all about this movie before so I tell you about funny. the bomb. But it was so good. It was so good and entertaining, and uh, I enjoyed it. And like I said, I, we all hope that he comes back for for reoccurring episodes. Because I th- I think I think he will. I think that, uh, you know, whether he does, you know, more Star Wars films after Episode Seven or whatnot, I'm I'm I know for a fact that they will. Like he, they're gonna bring him back in some capacity. And like and there's you know there's really no reason they couldn't bring him back because you know, you know it's not like he's not allowed to do other things other than Star Wars and Disney things. So I think that yeah no we. I would be shocked if you know if they were able. You know, he wants to be on the show, and like, look, there's not like the agent can tell him like, no, you can't be on. Really, he's like, no, I, he he's gonna be back. I'm I'm pretty sure about it. I would not be surprised if he makes a cameo in um, what's the title? Um, Rogue Air in, in episode twenty two. Hmm, that would be interesting. That'd be really cool too. Okay, so um, so there were actually other things that went on in this episode. We're just like gushing over Mark Hamill. Sure. Um, and one of these fucking Mark Hamill. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and one of these things was a hell of a of a way to open the ep- the uh, episode, which is where we went back to 
how this all began yeah. with Arrow and Arrow with I mean Arrow uh, Reverse Flash and Flash chasing each other, um, and it was crazy. I mean, you, you got the little teases now of Barry's future suit, which mm. I thought was really cool. Yeah, um, I like that. Uh, like because I. I it I missed it learned, uh, during the live area. I, I felt like I, I thought I saw something. Then I went back to rewatch it. I've seen that episode like five times now. So like, but during my third view, I'm like, wait, hold on. And I stopped doing. I'm like, okay, either it's my eyes playing a trick with me, or that's a motherfucking white and gold logo. <laughs> nope, eyes were not playing tricks on Yandy. That's nope. exactly that, what you saw. It was a motherfucking. <laughs> it was white. And, it was white and gold. Yes. Are we gonna do that again? I thought it was black and blue, honestly. It was <laughs> It was fucking white and gold, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um but more importantly, we actually saw who Eoborthon actually is. And it's not Tom Cavanaugh. It is actually I don't even know who the actor's name. I just noticed Matt this. Matt Letcher. Thank Matt you. Letcher, yeah. Um Yeah, I mean that was a huge reveal because we all thought it was just him, like that was that was Eobarthan, that was reverse flash. It's Harrison Wells. Turns out it's not. Um, Casey, what did you think of that twist? Uh, I think Harrison Wells is super dead. I think he's totally dead, and uh, it's hell sad. Dead. Yeah, he's hell's a dead, and I feel betrayed. Like, I thought that they were gonna have that character make some kind of like some kind of arc where, like, no, he's been around to, like, help Barry get his speed up to get him back to the future, but, like, then they realize they're on the same team, they're going to go fight Grodd. Like, that was my dream. That was my dream. And now that is all wrecked. <laughs> uh, Matt. Now he's just, he's just a forever bad guy. Yes, very true. Yeah, I was, I'm kind of with uh, Casey on this. I was hoping that, um, oh, so there's like the real Harrison Wells running around. He's just locked up somewhere. Barry's going to go break him out and he's going to exact some revenge and he's like going to, you know, bring his name back to, you know, not be a dishonored scientist or whatever. Um, but yeah, you bring up a good question. What happened to the big ass gorilla? Like, where, where, when is that going to come back into play? Right. They just kind of threw it out there. He's just still he's still roaming around. He's up in, in a tree or something. He will be he will be coming back very soon. Taking a nap. Excited when that comes back. But I was uh, very excited for that. I just wanted to comment that the the fight that was in slow mo uh, of them like fighting around the mom. I thought that was so well done. Mm-hmm. Very good. Like uh, it was definitely not like cinema quality. Like I mean, it was. But it was it looked fa- it looked great. It was yeah. no. Don't get me wrong. But like this is the best like. CG uh, on television, and I'm like, oh my god, this looks great! This is fantastic. Uh, I just, uh, I mean, it wasn't like interstellar status, but like, I was like, wow, this is. I'm like super engaged in this. I thought it was a combination of like people on wires and CG, but it was all CG, and I was like, holy shit, this is really cool. And um, I like the big reveal where he runs down the street. He's like vibrating. He's like, what the shit's going on, future lady? And his hand in the palm of my hand, and he rips off his hood. I'm like. Wait, what? <laughs> and I like that twist, though. Loved it. it was, and I love how they put it in the b- very beginning scene. Yeah. It wasn't like in the middle or something like that. It was right off the bat. We're going to blow your mind. He's not who he seems. So, yeah. I like uh, how unapologetic his little AI lady is. And she's like, no, you are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> there is He's no like, way for you to go back. Like, nope, you are fucked. <laughs> Later, that was bro. good. That was good. Um, Time River, Dr. Wells. <laughs> um, Andy, what do you think of that and how, like, I mean, you had to feel bad for the, the other Dr. Wells, how that guy's, like, dunzo, and I, I, 
totally felt bad for that guy. What did you think of that? The twist and and uh, how I mean, this is going to affect. Um, well, when everyone learns about the the truth, what do you what do you think about this song? I I like that they did it this way. I know that they've been saying a lot of interviews that there was still something that we all had missed about the whole Harrison Wells mystery, and I like that they went with something like this. I you know nothing against Tom Cavanaugh, but I do think that the actor who played Eobard Fun he looks a lot more like Eobard Fun from the comic books, but. Mm-hmm. But of course, I'm enjoying Harrison Wells. I mean, Tom Cavanaugh's performance. So I, I, I had no problem with it. I felt it was, it was fine. It made me feel sorry for that. You know, there used to be a good man in this world, and he, you know, and he was killed because some nutcase from the future, you know, needed his body. And and but but I, overall, I liked it, and I felt that it was very. It it was it was a nice twist. It, I wasn't angry at it at all. I know some people were just like, oh my god, so all he did was just copy someone else's face. I'm like, no, it's. I, I, you know, the reverse flag mythology is so complicated. So, like, I, I, I had no problems with this, but I do. It's gonna, it's gonna look, it's gonna be very interesting how this plays in into these next couple of episodes. And you know, I would not be surprised if it, at some point, if Barry does some big time travel journey, and whatnot, and you know, messes up with the timeline, and whatnot. I would not be surprised if we actually see the real Harrison Wells actually somehow be alive at the, in that new timeline and maybe mm. in that way, for example, let's say they, they do kill off Eobard Font or, you know, kill him off because you can't really kill off Reverse Flash in that manner. So, and then they want to have Tom Cavanaugh somehow on the show. If they fuck up the timeline, then, you know, we could still have Tom Cavanaugh be, you know, as the real Harrison Wells. Do you, well, I'm, I mean, I know we live in a, or we don't live, but we, this is a comic book universe, so no one ever really dies. Can you see them bringing back Harrison Wells? The real Harrison Wells. I could see them totally do that because when you have something called time travel, then anything is really you know, that's why whenever we see someone get killed off on the show, I'm of course you know, someone we really love, I'm gonna you know, of course you will be devastated, but you should always keep in mind that it, this is not an era where they, you know, all we can see them, you know, those fav- fan favorites only back in flashbacks. You could actually somehow have them come back through time travel and so on, because even if you're trying to fix something, you always break something in time travel. Very true. I have a I have a time machine. Have I ever told you guys that? No. No. I do have a time machine. It's uh, it only goes one way and it goes at normal speed. So it's essentially from? a cardboard box. I think that's an XK. This is an ACD <laughs> comic. Yeah, I think it is. That sounds familiar. <laughs> but no, you know it's not. It's that's a Franco original. I'm gonna give that to you. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Don't sue me. No, I, I just. Like touching on the possibility of Harrison Wells staying in season two, um, I I like the idea of him still being Barry's mentor. But then yeah. if it's the original Harrison Wells, he has no idea what's it's what it's like to be a speedster. So um, I I don't know how like what like what function he would be besides just the guy at Star Labs feeding the prisoners. You know, yeah, like. Did anyone else feel like that scene where he was explaining the speed force to Barry? Like, did that get a little bit sexual for anyone? Was it just me? No, no, no. no. It, it, like- it got very psychological because he was like, "What is he trying to say here?" He's like, "Feel, feel, feel yourself. Feel the earth around you. Feel like draw your breath slowly. All right, now take your pants off." <laughs> oh like, Jesus! Like, now let me put a blindfold on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's. <laughs> Mr. Wells, we'll see you now. (laughs) The doctor's in the house. Hey. So anyway, actually to add on to that scene, how how freaking awesome was that scene where he went through the truck? 
Oh, pretty amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I geeked out like a fuckcase because I was like, oh, my God, they're about, they're about to do what they're about to do. What. And, like, when they did, I I flipped the table in my head. I was like, oh, my fucking God, he went through the car. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what went through my head, but in Andy's voice. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I put threw my hands up in the air like, what the fuck is happening? So... Uh, yeah, that was that was crazy. That was just uh, amazing scene, you know. And like, I, oh, go ahead. I was just say, you know, like Matt was saying. I mean, just the CGI in this in the show is amazing. So and, good. And the fact that they do it on a CW budget is even more impressive. I mean, could you guys imagine if they were using an ABC budget for the CW for this Flash show? Oh my God! I don't, like it'd be like cardboard puppets behind a table. Like. <laughs> 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 I was just gonna say though. The only thing I wrote in my notes also is so I guess the speed force doesn't or and the phasing doesn't apply to his suit. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz you well, would I, think wait, that what, he would, he would if, pop out the other side of the truck naked and then Dr. Wells would be like, "Yes, just as play." <laughs> <laughs> so he has to also vibrate his suit, not just his body. You know what I'm saying? So, does, that makes- does that make sense? That does like, make sense. Am it I missing the getting, science? It keeps getting more and more sexual. Now <laughs> he's naked and vibrating. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he has to feel the molecules in his uh, that's on his suit, but not the bracelet. And yeah, so I don't know. Uh, but whatever whatever. It was awesome. Good oh, yes. and like of all so, things to run through, I thought it was gonna pick up like an actual building, which would be kind of fun. But I'm like, wait, but then the bomb would explode a building. Okay, well, I guess the truck's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was good. Um, no, I totally agree. Um Andy, were you gonna say something? I don't know if we cut you off on something. No, I'm um I'm I'm just listening to you guys do sexual innuendos about a doctor. <laughs> Vibrating super suits. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so uh, so let's end this on um, the Flash trailer and how fucking awesome it was, and how we have to wait one more week. To, we but but to it's wait. just one week. One week. Then we have all. We will get all our final six episodes of season one. That's that's true. That's true. Um, there is so much that's going to go down. I I was getting excited when I saw. Uh, when I saw Oliver and Ray on the show, like in their, mm-hmm. you know, in their respective uh, suits that and don't vibrate, that don't vibrate, and <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like Adam would uh, would be a little bit forward thinking on that one. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I loved I loved it though when uh, when Laurel tells Cisco she's the Black Canary. He's yeah, like, I love you. I love you. Love you. <laughs> so I'm so, I'm so shipping Cisco and Kate uh, uh, Laurel. Uh, 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 yes. Oh my god. Carl, no, Lisco. No, 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 not Lisco because that's going to sound like lick. Lisco. Like, okay, uh. Anybody? I don't know. Canary Wibe. Canary Wibe, okay. I don't know. Sure. (laughs) It's a work in progress. We'll table that for now. (laughs) We'll think of the hashtag later. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Matt, what did you think of the trailer? Uh, I'm excited for Firestorm to come back. Um, I've always been a big fan of uh, that story arc of two guys trying to share a body and be and have superpowers. I think that's really still cool. sexual. Still, still sexual. But if only phrasing. <laughs> phrasing. Wow, Archer. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I, I've always. Damn it! Because I said I'm a big fan. 
I'm ex- I really like the Firestorm character. I think it's an interesting predicament. Why that's right. Like that? <laughs> in, in interesting. Oh, God. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. anyway. About sexual innuendos. My biggest question about the trailer is, did anyone else see... Uh, Felicity's mom wear like donned some glasses and was sitting in front of like all the computer monitors, or was that someone I should know? Because it oh, like I... I saw someone like turn around and like in like in front of some kind of computer setup, and I was like, oh, it's Felicity. Wait, it doesn't look like Felicity because it's not in a ponytail and she's blonde and she looks like her mom. And I was like, is that Mrs. Felicity Smoke? Well, not you know Felicity, but is that Mrs. Smoke? Like. Mama Smoke. Mama Smoke, like, it's I don't smoke. know, somehow getting hella smart and using computers all of a sudden? I don't know if you guys noticed that, too. I actually didn't notice that, no. I have to rewatch the Tell me the how trailer. wrong I am in the comments. <laughs> in, uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, go ahead and give us a rating and tell me how wrong I am. It'll give me something to do for, um, what's it called? Redactions next week. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Casey. Yes. What do you think of the trailer? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't think I saw the trailer. I don't know if I I don't know if I saw end. it. It was at the it was very after end. After the episode ended. Uh no, I don't think I did stick around for it. Okay, you should um, I'm excited to see I'm excited to see what happens next next week regardless. What do you mean the week after? I mean the week after, yeah. <laughs> so I'm awesome not here scene. I'm not here for credibility. I'm here as the wild card. That's a good point. <laughs> um it was awesome scene like uh Firestorm and um, like right next to Oliver, and then like right next to I, th- I think it was, uh, it, it wasn't, and uh, we, we we talked about this like last week. It was Oliver, but in a black suit, not in the mm-hmm. you know arrow suit. Yeah. So it was Firestorm, Oliver, and it was uh, um, Grant Gustin. It was a Flash. I'll st- stand next to each other. I was like, wow, that's so sick. What's gonna happen? So now I've actually seen it in a proper trailer and not just like some random picture. I yeah. that was is really that cool. his like? Is that his like formal wear? Is that what he kills people at weddings with? That's his tuxedo. Yeah. Oh, God. Wait, why are we talking about a wedding? <laughs> don't don't yell, Andy. It's okay. <laughs> wait, what, wait, what, why are we talking about a wedding? Because it was a bad joke. It was a bad joke that I made. <laughs> don't freak out. That's his formal suit. I got very confused there. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, Andy, would you like the last word on our Flash TV segment? Uh, it was the trailer was really really fun and it really you know and it's it's interesting how it it's these you know the Arrow trailer and the Flash trailer are coming from the same marketing people and so on, and yet mm-hmm. the Arrow one ended up the Arrow one ended up pissing me off more while Flash was like oh my god I'm so excited so I'm yeah. no I it's I will say this these next couple of episodes of both shows. Are going to be very interesting. I think that Flash, you know, I'm a little bit more excited right now for Flash. Not because I, you know, I don't like, um, you know, I, I love Arrow, but you know, right now I, I'm having more fun with the Flash while I'm trying to understand what's going on with Arrow. But mm-hmm. um, it's going to be, it's going to be mind blowing. And you know, David, not, you know, there's some very cool things coming up with you know Adam and Black Canary coming to the show, and then you know, an Arrow villain is going to be. On Flash as well uh, with Doug Jones and um, and it's uh, Grodd. Yeah, it's 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 all ending and it's gonna be amazing. This last the last month of episodes we're gonna get, I think, are gonna be solid and it's just gonna get us more excited about uh, season two. Thank God we don't have to wait a year for it. Um, Unlike what? <laughs> what's that? 
Unlike uh, as as compared to what? Well, you know, like I'm just comparing shows that you know uh, run for 13 episodes and then they take a year off, whereas The Flash is on in the fall, in the spring. We just take a summer break and then we get it back in the fall again. So uh, okay. yeah, yeah no, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a ton of fun. Yeah. Okay, so that is our TV talk for this week. A lot of talk. Lot of talk. Tie a bow on that. I know. Um, and right. arrow on that too. <laughs> Yeah, because shoot an arrow through that <laughs> with a all wrapped in a vibrating suit, <laughs> bringing it Kids back around <laughs> and shake it really fast. Throw it through a wall. Uh, oh, no, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, okay, so ending the show like we always do um, is our classic TV movie picks for this week. Um, do you need a few minutes, Andy? Since you just you hopped onto the show. I, I can take a pass on that one because I, I did I, I always forget I'm I, I do listen to your show. I always forget that this that's, this segment is always part of it. That's all okay. Right. That's all right. I forget too. Uh let me just jump in here and save the day. Uh no worries. Uh go watch Trailer Park Boys season nine on Netflix. Go watch it right now. It's so funny. That's my pick. I'm done talking. <laughs> Matt. Um something a little bit different. I uh if you guys didn't know, I'm also in really into food. And the TV show that got me really into the science of food is Good Eats. And uh, Food Network was kind enough to have a collection of, uh, of episodes from the main show that ran for like, I don't know, 15 plus seasons. <laughs> so uh, unfortunately, they don't have all the episodes on there. But they do have a collection of like kind of like a best of. So um, it stars Alton Brown, really funny guy. He explains the science and technique of cooking an excellent meal and it's um it's actually uh kind of um episodic sometimes like they have like story arcs over over like two or three episodes so it's it's pretty funny and um it's really entertaining so it's not just a guy like in a kitchen talking to the camera he's also explaining like some of the history you know like where the word came from like you know breaking really he does a good job breaking down the science of it using uh, terms that we can all understand, and even some that we don't understand, but then he explains it. So, uh, Good Eats collection on Netflix. Catch it now. Really good. Nice. Is that a food? It's a food. It's a food science show. Why wouldn't they call it Breaking Bread? <laughs> oh, because, because not only is that probably more biblical than they would think, or that they would probably want, but it it started back in like two thousand one. So oh. it's Breaking Bread. Yeah, Breaking Bread. Again, they were they were on for like fifteen seasons. But yeah, uh, yeah very good show. Very, very fun. It's in a like 25 minute format. So you can really watch like a, a whole season in like three hours. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Awesome. OK, uh, thanks, Matt. So uh, my pick this week, it's actually not classic. It's something that's new. It's on Netflix right now. And that is uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy, Sh- Kimmy Schmidt. Hey, um, which I was wondering actually, if we'd talk about this. Yeah, it's actually a really, really funny show. Um, I, I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I've gone through like the first five episodes. But it's hilarious. Um, I forget the actress's name who's the main character. But Ellie Kemper? Yes, thank you. And she is hilarious. Uh, the whole premise... She, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, the whole premise of the show is she was trapped by some guy. Her and these other women were trapped by some guy who were told that the world was over. So they lived in a bunker for a long time. And then when they, they got discovered, they realized, hey, there's a world out there. And then you know, now she is living in New York. She wants to try and make something of herself. But a lot of the t- a lot of the time she's like kind of got the mind of a teenage girl, like like a young girl. 
So she's very innocent. And like like one of the funny scenes, like just just real quickly, one of the scenes she's walking down the street and this construction worker's like, "Hey, I wish I was those pants." And he she goes, she goes, "I wish I was your yellow hat." And it's just like her delivery of the line is so funny that it just cracks you up and and it just reminds you how innocent she is and she doesn't realize the the guy's totally hitting on her but it's really funny and and she does a good job uh Jane Krakowski's on the show she's hilarious in the show uh Carol Kane Penguin's mama is on the show uh and then um I forgot the uh her her roommate's name I completely forget his forget his name but um the guy who plays her roommate is hilarious uh, but yeah, you guys should definitely check out uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix. Uh, it's all there. Go binge it. It's it's hilarious. So, although next week episodes is it? It's like thirteen, I think twelve, thirteen episodes. It's not very oh, okay. Much. Yeah, but we're gonna say next Andy? week. Next week, on the, uh, one week from today, at the time of recording, everyone be, better be watching fucking Daredevil on Netflix. Oh, that's right. Oh yes, we can totally right. watch oh. it and then talk about it. We may do that. We can. Why not? We could we could live podcast it. Okay. <laughs> we could we could sure as hell try. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that is going to do it for today's very long show, very talkative, t- very TV talkative show. Um, Andy, thank you for stopping by and hanging with us. Uh, we always by, I crashed. Yeah. Oh yeah, you crashed. Thanks sure. for crashing our show. You're. I just want to make it known that Andy of the Flash Podcast is the official. Pod crasher of Cena Nerd. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Andy, can you let everyone know where they can find you and tell them a little bit about the Flash podcast and how awesome it is? Uh, oh, how awesome it is! Well, it, the Flash podcast is only growing, and it's being you know, uh, you know, we're having a blast talking about uh, the Flash, the TV show. It's uh, uh, every week we have tons of discussions about uh, the latest episode. We have tons of feedback from the fa- fans and listeners, and uh, you know, we have great people on. You know. As, People that you've heard on this show, like Amy Marie and Lauren Galloway, and my co-host Scott uh, Murray, he and, I, he and I were, you know, having a blast talking about the Flash. It was especially awesome to talk about the Flash this week because he's a huge Star Wars fan. So like, I all I want to do was just like poke him and be like, "Hey, hey, talk about Mark Hamill. What did you think? What did you think? What did you think?" <laughs> uh, so we are having tons of fun right now, and you can find all of everything about the Flash Pockets on theflashpockets.com. Find us on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Vine. All at the Flash Podcast, and um, yeah, and um, finds on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and uh, you can find me on my personal account on Twitter at Andy Babak, and you can uh, follow my TV talking on TVOverMind.com, where I review a bunch of shows and does do a ton of featurettes uh, every once in a while. So yeah, and and also don't don't forget to check out um, the Flash Podcast spin-up podcast, Supergirl Radio at SupergirlRadio.com. Thank you for that. Any uh, Supergirl Radio is uh, awesome. Can't wait to hear them talk about the show when that comes out. But you want to get your fill, you want to get to know a little, more, a little bit more about Supergirl, go check that uh, podcast out. Um, uh, Casey, where can they find you? Because <coughs> are you under a rock? Uh, yeah. Well, sometimes. I mean, there's a couple of rocks. I move around a little bit. I have a summer <laughs> rock that I go to and stay. Um, That's good. They can find my uh, my stupid ramblings on Twitter at Via Blast. Uh, it's exactly how it's spelled exactly how it sounds. Uh, if you want to see some of the pictures that I take, go to Instagram and look me up at Facey Cranko. It's my first and last name with the first letters switched around. You should know that by now. And uh, and uh, look me up on Grinder. You can uh, see my. <laughs> you can see what my Grinder. It's uh, it's a. That's another podcast. <laughs> it's a, oh. 
No, it sounds like not. a sexual thing again. You know, I'm grinding it through is. skin. Oh my gosh! Just go, it, Andy, Andy, Google Grinder. It everything. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. Grinder sounds like a sexual. No e, just Grinder Dr. Anyway, oh my gosh! <laughs> that's where they can find. Grind through the speed force, my son. Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> All hey, right. if Deadpool is going to be R-rated, then so, so are we. <laughs> right, yeah. fuck yeah. I mean, what? Uh, Matt, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, at I'm Salzy. You can find me um, illegally using my phone to uh, record me lip-syncing the songs while I'm in traffic at Instagram. Uh, I-M-S-A-L-Z-Y. Hey, now. All right, and uh, again, uh, Lauren, uh, Lauren had to... Uh, had to leave early. Leave. Uh, straight up left. Yeah, she had to leave early. Uh, she straight up left. <laughs> what? She had a bounce. She, she did. said, I'm out of here. Well, she dropped the 12 Monkeys Theory, and it was like, drop mic. Yep. She left. She shut it down. <laughs> Duck. Um, Falcon. I want to thank Fat her again. Mic drop. <laughs> I want to thank uh, Lauren again for coming on the show. You can find her at, Laura, at Lauren underscore Galloway on Twitter. Uh, she is also a part of... At Geeks Assemble on Twitter. You can find that on Twitter as well. Um, okay, so uh, me, you can find me at Pacing Pete on Twitter. As far as our show goes, you can find us on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Scene, letter N, Nerd. Uh, Facebook, iTunes. You can Gmail us if you have any suggestions. You want to make fun of us, let us know. We will let you know that we have heard about it. You can Gmail us, Scene, letter N, Nerd, at gmail.com. There it is. Shoot us an email. Send us in a review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Believe us. We will listen and we will take it into account. Um, we'll write it all down on a list. We will def- throw it in a bonfire and never read it ever again <laughs> and cry in our sorrows in our pillows at night. No, I'm just kidding. And then throw ourselves into the bonfire. <laughs> there you no? go. Yes, we are team shower cry to the end. There um, it is. All right. so sad. So that is going to do it for now. We will be back, uh, well, same time, same bat channel next Friday. Um... That's it for now. You guys DVRs? Have, you have a DVR. Use it. Hot girl. Can we trust her? Facebook. Nice. I like how our show just degrades into just one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! You have a DVR. <laughs> oh my oh, God, Andy scared me. I'm wearing uh, headphones, ripping piece headphones. All right, what are you screaming about now, Andy? No, I, 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 I just wanted to scare you. Oh yeah, it worked. <laughs>